Ask for Inner Peace. In this podcast, Eckhart takes the audience through his renowned inner body awareness meditation, encouraging everyone to sense the aliveness in every cell. He believes that this is one of the tools which can free us from the ego. He also discusses asking for guidance during meditation. He says, we may be asking for material possessions or the solution to a difficult life situation. And he says, the important thing to notice is what comes after we ask. We become still and surrender to receive wisdom. He believes only then the answer will arise from a place of alert stillness and inner peace. Thank you. Welcome, everybody. It's wonderful to be back with you all. I'm looking forward to the next hour or so. Looking forward to it in the present moment, of course. I suggest that you close your eyes. I may do the same. And uh, get in touch with the sense of aliveness that pervades your inner energy field. If you can't get there immediately, feel the aliveness in your hands, a sense of animating presence, one could almost say. So you suddenly realize that your hands are there without looking at them or touching them. There's a feeling of hand, but you're not, there's no visual image attached to it. And before we go into the rest of the body, I can already show you by showing you the example of hands, how to let go of a visual image, because as we go into this meditation, in a couple of minutes or so, I'll be asking you to let go of the image of inner body and let's just do it with the hands to start with so you can feel the energy field in your hands where your hands are resting on the table on your lap or wherever they are and you can sense the aliveness and at this moment you may still have a mental visual image of hands and let's just see if you can just let go of that mental image and focus attention entirely on just that sense of aliveness. So it's hardly, it's almost not hands anymore. It's just somewhere in the in your inner space, there is that sense of aliveness. And now we go to other parts of the body. Can you feel your feet? Perhaps not as strongly as the hands, but they are alive too, the legs. Take two or three conscious breaths. Breathe into the abdomen. So as you breathe in, the abdomen expands slightly. At the end of the in-breath, there's a very brief pause where you can sense the energy field in the abdominal area of the body. And then you breathe out. And at the end of the outbreath, there's a brief, very brief pause before you start breathing in again. In, feel the abdomen, and then hold the as if as if the abdomen were filled with air, almost it feels. So you're holding it for two or three seconds, 
And then you can feel this energy expanding into other parts of the body from there. And we'll do it another two or three times of conscious breaths into the abdomen. Feel the energy expanding from there and spreading into the rest of the body. And now you can sense the entire body as a single field of energy, a single field of aliveness, and your attention is there. And you're holding your attention on it. It's actually a very pleasant feeling, the feeling that you are alive, that there is an animating presence in every cell of the body, an energy field that is the organizing principle behind the physical form. So you're becoming aware of this invisible you, or the, the invisible I. There's ultimately only one I. And now, let's see if you can let go of the mental image of body and not even think of in terms of legs and so on. Just give your attention to the, the sense of aliveness. And as the next step, realize that there is no longer two of you. There is no longer the one that is observing that aliveness, but the observing presence and the aliveness that it seems to observe is a single, a single phenomenon and single energy field. So it's not no longer that you are observing internally that sense of aliveness, but you are that sense of aliveness. So the observer and the observed merge and become one. And that's a beautiful realization once you get there, that since there's no longer two of you, there's just one presence. And it's not that you know that presence, that presence knows itself, that presence is essentially you, that presence is the being beyond the human, that presence is the ocean, the human is the wave. And that presence is your true self, your true identity. It's not a form identity, it's essence identity. It's one with everything. It's not a separate self. That is your connection to source, your, the source awareness, the source of all life. You're an emanation of, of that source and one with the source. You can call it God if you like. It's so wonderful. I'd love to spend the next hour with you in this meditation, but you can do it for yourself at least once a day. It doesn't have to be long. Twice a day might be better. And so that awareness that power of presence grows in you so that when you're facing life situations and 
challenges, then it, it doesn't leave you. You won't feel it as strongly perhaps as you do now, but it'll always be there in the background. And that is the awakening. Let's just stay there just a little bit longer and then we will open our eyes and again suddenly the sense perceived visually perceived world is there and yet you haven't lost touch completely with this unmanifested dimension so you are present you're able to perceive without losing a sense of being or beingness, the sense of the I, the I am, that's there. And yet you're able to perceive you're present within and present without. And you know who you are now. You, you are not essentially the person. You are essentially the presence. And once you know that, there's nothing wrong with the person. You can continue to be a person for a while without being a troublemaker to yourself and others, which is the case for every person who is not in touch with the deeper dimension. So that's a wonderful meditation that is so easy that becomes second nature to you and you may even find that in certain situations you may spontaneously slip into that meditation. You, you might be sitting waiting for something in a waiting room or wherever it may be, and you might just go in there just for a little while. And you, it may even be quite strong, even if you keep your eyes open. It's uh, important to uh, go into that pure awareness dimension so that you don't lose it when you go about your life. So you don't lose the being when you are engaged in doing, which is, uh, and the doing is important because the doing challenges you. There are problems in this world, one after another challenges, and then you, you need to do to overcome or transcend the challenges, but without loss of presence, otherwise, you contribute to further challenges so but let's not go there now now Eckhart we had one question that was specifically about this meditation the person wrote in I'm able to feel my inner body as a field of energy and aliveness however I'm having difficulty merging with it as awareness are there any more pointers that you can give to help through this next step? Well, it's uh, you have to just uh, practice. The one point I gave at the beginning of this meditation, when I said even when you just begin to feel your hands and your eyes are closed, that sense of aliveness, just practice letting go of the image, mental image of hand and then all that's left is a sense of aliveness, which still you might feel, yes, it has a certain location still in space, but it's not, it's not a very precise location anymore. It's just in your energy field, there is that space of that feeling of hand. And then 
once you're in touch with the entire body, then that is the entire consciousness that you are pervading the body and dismissing the, to let go of the, the image of body just requires a little bit of practice. There isn't much that I can say now in addition to what I've said, except that uh, practice it. And uh, I believe it. You, you will quite easily be able to uh, become free of the mental image of body. We are talking about things, we're using language for something that one cannot really talk about because all language is derived from the sense-perceived world. So when we talk about these inner realms, it's very hard to use language. One can use analogies and so on. So just uh, practice and uh, as long as there's any kind of thought in the background, then you will still be there as a, a separate observer because the moment there's a thought, then you are a separate entity. It's when, when you're able to arrive at this point of cessation of thinking, then the merging is easy. What really most likely keeps you from being able to merge is there's still certain thought activity there. So as you focus on the sense of aliveness so completely that you cannot think anymore. You're just giving your complete attention to that, which is also deep stillness, a deep, alive stillness. And the moment you are in that state of no thought, then the merging almost happens automatically. The, because thought creates a sense of separation. Thought is needed, of course, to function in this world and for many things, but uh, thought is a great hindrance for knowing who you are. It's the greatest hindrance for knowing who you are is the conceptual thinking mind. So if you're able to let go of all thoughts, then the merging happens almost automatically. It's a practicing, it's one can, uh, it's almost as if one were asking me to describe how to ride a bicycle. How do you keep yourself from falling off the bicycle? <laughs> I cannot quite, I can give a few hints, but ultimately it's only by doing it that you suddenly, there's a knowing there that is beyond the conceptual mind. Nobody could understand to ride a bicycle by reading a manual about it or any kind of guidance. Uh, it's ultimately you have to get on it <laughs> and then you may fail a few times and then suddenly there is a suddenly it becomes second nature and you never lose it again it's a it's a shift into the the depths of who you are so that uh, and many people are disconnected completely from who they are so it's not and why are they disconnected because all their life they've been identified with the conceptual mind or that they've derived their sense of self from the conceptual mind from the narrative in their mind. So they are disconnected from their essence. And so as long as the conceptual mind is still operating, even just little sentences, you you cannot merge. So, but the body awareness is very helpful because it's a wonderful tool for 
becoming free of the conceptual. It becomes an, I call it, I believe in the power of now, I call it an anchor for presence. So it's the best place, the best entry point into that transcendent dimension. We have a question here, Eckhart, from someone who wrote in, when one asks for inner guidance or help, who's asking? Is it the ego that's asking for guidance or help? If this is the case, is it better just to observe what is going on inside? Well, the uh, let's say you're asking, I don't know what you're asking for. You might be asking for awakening or you might be asking for some material possession. But let's assume you're asking for uh, in a piece or you're asking or maybe you're faced with a problem and you, it is no solution to it a difficult life situation you're asking for help this is a pointer the asking is like sending a little it's a conceptual pointer it's a thought the asking is still a thought but what is important is what comes after the thought when the when you're asking for guidance let's say in your life situation that is means I am ready to step into spacious awareness. So the asking is the signpost. It, it is a sign that you are ready to become still because only there can the answer arise. It can only arise from stillness. So I'm asking for guidance. And the moment you've asked for guidance, if it works as it is meant to, then you are still, there's an open, spacious presence, guidance. And suddenly there's a stillness, there's an alert stillness that is, you may immediately sense the entire energy field of your body and be, all the things that we have done in this, just the practice in this meditation may happen at in one moment when entire sense of physical self separate self collapses and all that remains is an alert stillness so the entire thing that we did step by step just now as you become more attuned to the transcendent dimension within yourself this can happen in an instant and can happen in instant after you ask for guidance and after asking for guidance there's no longer any thought it's just spacious awareness. There's, there's no longer any you. You are not there anymore. There's nobody left to ask for anything. And suddenly you realize the fullness of life that is already there. And that sense of completeness that is inseparable from who you are in your essence. And then at some point, it could be maybe just a minute. It could be five minutes. We don't know you start thinking again, you're back. And it is possible that then an answer suddenly arises in your mind as a thought, yes, but it didn't come before. Or guidance may come in another way because by going deep within, you found your connectedness with all life, with the, your sense of oneness, with all the, the connectedness, with all life. So the answer could come seemingly from without suddenly your phone, the phone could ring and something has arisen and the answer is there. And you said, well, this person has perhaps who now offers me the solution to the problems, 
had been planning to call me for two hours, although I only did my meditation 10 minutes ago. Seemingly miraculous things like that can happen where you could explain away why this helpful thing has suddenly come into your life, but it is connected. Even time is no longer oper operating in the normal way. Often when you when synchronistic events happen, they almost sometimes happen can happen uh, as um, regressively, so to speak. And many strange things can happen when you connect with the with source. So the essential thing when you ask is. The asking is simply an expression that you are ready to enter that state of spacious awareness and you're ready to let go of your individualized sense of self. You're not a person anymore. And then the person can receive the answer suddenly. It can also come as an event, something that happens. And it may not come immediately. And it may be that the answer, that that the problem is not solved. This is another possibility that, that the problem, whatever it may be, is not solved on the external level. It could be that you just internally transcend the problem where it no longer matters to you. That there's another way that, in which case guidance can happen in various ways. Sometimes the situation becomes resolved. Sometimes you suddenly have inner resources that you didn't have before so that you can do something to resolve the situation. So that's possibility one. You suddenly have inner resources, including especially creative in creative ideas, sudden realization or a strength that wasn't there before so that you're able to deal with the situation and, and change it. Or it could happen that and something happens almost by itself so that the situation resolves itself or somebody does it for you or it, not, it, it evaporates into nothingness. That's another possibility. A third possibility is, and these are all things that happened when you contact uh, the, your essence, your essential self. The third possibility is that the external situation does not change the seem that the situation that before presented an enormous amount of pain to you or an enormous amount of upset or conflict or whatever it may be, suddenly you find internally you have transcended that situation. It, it is no longer causing you suffering because you have connected with the transcendent dimension within you. So the very same situation remains and yet inside you, you have transcended it and you are totally at peace. They're all miraculous things. We don't acknowledge these things as miracles, but these are miraculous things. So you can overcome a situation through increased consciousness, inner strength, or you can bring about a seemingly synchronistic or coincidental event that changes the situation or you just simply internally transcend the situation. So for example, as physical healing is concerned, it could be that physical healing actually happens spontaneously. It could be that you take the right steps to make the healing happen by changing your life habits and your diets and everything else and your the ways in which you think. Or it could be that healing does not happen, but the physical condition that you're faced with 
has brought about a very deep awakening of who you are, in which case how much longer you live no longer matters. You have transcended the situation. So all these things are possible. Uh, hello, Eckhart. Hello. Here's my question. Um, I have a relationship for almost two years. I love her and she loves me, I think so. Uh, but she's not interested in meditation, presence or any other related areas. So it's hard for me to share my experiences or my state of consciousness, what I go through in this process. I mean, uh, sometimes I tell her, like, she's asking me, how do you get so calm when we argue or after our discussions? And I told her that I'm not my mind. And I tell her about pain, but and she, she looks at me. Is it Eckhart's stuff or it doesn't make any sense to me or etc. So it's very challenging for me to share this journey with her. And I don't know how to, how to balance my relationship. And my question is, is it possible to maintain such a relationship or how I can, how can I balance my relationship if it is a situation? Thank you. Right. Thank you. You are not the only person who experiencing experiencing that uh, challenge. What are your 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 feelings towards her? Are they deep, or do you feel love towards her? Yes, I love her. Right. You have not. Uh, you don't live together, do you? No. No. Well, or only um, you have to allow a little bit of time to see um, whether. Uh, that there's any opening in her and it is not likely that if there is an opening in her towards uh, spiritual awakening it is not likely that it will come through your words and I would um, give up uh, trying to explain to her what it is that you're engaged in and then being disappointed when she doesn't get it instead of trying to explain anything just live it live the teaching be as present as you can when you are with her if a pain body episode should arise between you if you observe it in her don't even try to explain don't use any any of these terms like pain body she's not ready to hear, hear it on that level but just practice not being not getting yourself being drawn into it so that you don't feed it. It's your presence practice. And it's just just as an unconscious person can pull somebody else into unconsciousness, and it often happens, the reverse is also possible. A conscious, a present person can pull the other into presence without talking about it at all. It is actually counterproductive for you to try to explain what you are engaged in. So just live it, be as present as you can when you are together. And uh, it is possible that at some point in the relationship, you will ask a question. It will arise out of a practical situation perhaps living together, it'll, it'll be a true question. And there, then you will answer the question, not by repeating something that you've read in 
my books or anything like that, but you answer from, from your own realization. It could be a simple question, but this could be a, a slight uh, opening shows itself to you. So I don't know what that is going to be. It is also possible there are some humans who are absolutely not ready for any kind of spiritual awakening. Now, they may need to suffer much more. They, uh, I have had many accounts of people who were given one of my books, giving to a friend or relative, and the friend or relative said, I don't understand a word. Why did you give me this book? It's completely meaningless. And then they put the book on the shelf. And this story was told to me by those people who were given those books. They put the book on the shelf. Ten years later, they had gone through certain, a certain amount of suffering in their life. They picked up the book again, and suddenly it made sense. And so, suddenly it became extremely helpful. So I don't know what stage she is at. Only you can know by spending more time together. I don't know, are you able to go on vacation together? Or in your country, probably it's not common to live together before you're married. Is that right? Yes, that is right. That's so, that's what makes, that makes marriage a little bit more risky. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because you don't really know the person until you start living together in daily life. They say so. <laughs> so I would give it a little bit more time before you make that final decision, but realize that any kind of explanation is not helpful with her. But you practicing presence may be helpful. Actually, I tried it many times uh, when we are spending time together. I practice uh, presence, I get into things, and she's like, it's like you are not there, she says when I practice presence. What does she say? Uh, it feels like you are not there, she says. Oh, right, okay. Okay, well, then you have to practice presence in a more natural way. You can practice presence just by engaging in normal conversation, and yet you're this, the presence is in the background. You don't have to show that you're, that you're present by any kind of visual, facial expression or eyes or when you, whenever you look at her, let's say she will be talking, see if you can be free of thinking. You look at her and you're free of thinking, but she, it's better if she does not notice it, not on a conscious level. So you, you don't intensify your look, you don't, you don't look, you don't stare at her. So she doesn't notice that, but you, you are not thinking while she is talking to you. And it's beautiful because then you can sense her, her deeper being. And the more you can sense her deeper being beyond the person, the more the opportunity is there for her to realize that within herself. And suddenly she feels it can often manifest simply as her loving to be in your presence. She doesn't know she, because she just loves you. She doesn't know, she doesn't realize that there's something in you that, you, that is deeper than the person. But that's fine. She doesn't. You don't need to explain anything. But give it a little bit more time before you make a final commitment. And give up your explanations. Don't talk about Eckhart Tolle again to her. <laughs> <laughs> it's very hard for me. <laughs> okay, I'll try this. 
I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to Eckhart Tolle, Essential Teachings, the podcast. You can follow these essential teachings on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you haven't yet, go to Spotify and follow this podcast. Join us next week for more enlightened teachings from Eckhart Tolle. Thank you for listening.